ready. Get ready. Get ready. For the steakhouse. You're about to experience the fastest two hours in radio history. With Steak Shapiro. There's a reason I'm drinking warm vodka in the breaks. Sandra Golden. Listen, I love a petty party and I am right in the heart of it. Rusty Menzel. My grammar hasn't got me to this point in my career. And Drew Butler. What are you going to say when it happens? That I'm the man? It's the Steakhouse. Brought to you by John Foy and Associates. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. And welcome to the number one downloaded sports talk show in the Southeast. It's the Steakhouse. The fastest two hours in radio. I have no time but to start right now. Quick pleasantries. How are you? I'm great, man. It's been a while since I've seen you. Happy New Year. Happy Hope the holidays were great. Yep. Um, and we're back in the fold. You and I were texting last night. I thought breaking news would happen during the show. As I was laying my head on the pillow last night, I checked the phone one more time. Arthur Smith released around midnight. Yeah, I would imagine, and we'll get all the details uh, as the day continues, but I'm sure Arthur and Terry and or Rich McKay said to Arthur Smith, why don't you come by the office after we land? Yeah. Um, everybody knew it was a fait accompli. Um, I, I, I'm looking forward to the 4 o'clock press conference and hopefully going to get a chance to be there and really ask, which I'm sure Arthur Blank won't tell us, did Arthur Smith have a chance prior to the Bears and prior to the Saints games where, A, the playoffs were still around and you still had a chance to exactly. say, is this team behind you? How are you going to play on the road where you're one of the worst road teams in a three-year stretch of all time? Um, I don't know if he'll tell us when he started thinking about seriously firing him, but you know, I, I'm not that smarter than the average Bear. I did go to my kid's game last night. Everybody asked me, what do you think is going to happen? And I said, they just give up 48 points. It's over. I said he'll be fired by noon tomorrow. It's over. There is no more back and forth with Drew and Steak or Sandra and, 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 you know, Mike and Carl and everything. It's over. You know, the talking point was could this game save Arthur Smith's job? And I thought that was unfair to really everybody because it was never about just yesterday. You just mentioned it. Horrible road team. You have two games in a row on the road, and you get blown out with playoff chances still in the air. Of course, at Chicago and then at New Orleans. Horrible in the first half as well. I mean, yesterday it's 17-17. You're like, wow, the Falcons actually have a chance. Then you blink, and it's 31-17, then it's 48-17. And it really was fluky. I mean, they they overcommit on the Bijan swing pass. Next thing you know, you got a 75-yard touchdown. I don't want to take away yeah. too much from a couple of plays, but they, they, there was nothing inspiring that was happening. Desmond's numbers were pretty good. There's two of the worst games you've had in his regime. And in every conceivable box you would you would check. Uh, teams playing uninspired, not getting the best out of their talent. We don't seem to call plays very well. The fan base is absolutely uh, infuriated. infuriated, which will turn to apathy. Yes. Like, at least now they care. It's going to turn to absolute disregard. Like, on every measurable, Arthur Smith could not return. And he hadn't earned the right to return. And uh, forget about the personality. I don't think he's a great communicator. One of the strangest guys interviewing that I've heard. We talked about it. Doesn't seem to be able to communicate his thoughts. I thought that, um, you know, if players may love him, that's great. But but there was no measurable that he was winning on. And the franchise was in a dark place under, it, under his regime. Is it true that under his regime, the offense never scored 30-plus points in a game and that the team never had a three-game win streak? In three years? Well, I would guarantee you they never had a three-game win streak. Well, we got to look at seasons 2020, 
22 and 21. Not 30 points total. That the offense yeah, scored no, I get 30 it. points in a game. I'm almost certain it well, never think about happened this, in the Arthur Smith tenure. This was the best offense we had, and he didn't That's hit That's why I do think the Atlanta Falcons is a, a pretty attractive job opening. Now, obviously, the head coach that comes in is going to say, do I get to choose who my quarterback's going to be or what is the plan at quarterback? You have the eighth pick in the draft right now. If Calvin Ridley re-signs with the Jags, you're going to get an extra second-round or third-round pick. You're going to have some draft capital to possibly make a move, and you're going to be in a good spot to find your quarterback of the future again. I would just simply say this. Falcons have got to get a head coach with head coaching experience, and I would think you go find a quarterback who has played in the NFL to pair with that head coach because the NFC South's wide open. It is, so what does that and mean? it will Kirk, continue to Kirk be. Kirk Cousins, Russell Wilson. I think Kirk Cousins would be phenomenal. I think Russell Wilson would be phenomenal. I think Justin Fields would be phenomenal. Right. Pair those guys with a Jim Harbaugh, and the Falcons <laughs> are immediate, immediate odds-on favorites to win the NFC South next year. That is a fact. Well, Jim Harbaugh loves to run the ball. He loves to have control. He was 44-19 and 19 as head coach of the 49ers. He made Colin Kaepernick look good, and they went to a Super Bowl. It eventually wears itself out. He's I a, don't he's care. He's a tough personality. I don't care. I understand, but you just have to you see. You want pleasantries is Arthur, re- is Arthur ready for that? Is Rich well, McKay? Well, you could also say that this hire hangs in the balance for both Arthur Blank and Rich McKay to really put a bow on their tenure of ownership and running the Atlanta Falcons franchise. Yeah. I, I think that's a fact. Well, I don't know if it's going to put a bow. I'll tell you, Rich McKay's record now hiring head coaches certainly leaves some uh, suspect. The Bobby Petrino hiring got him um, out of his position as 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 the guy leading the team. Um, what was that, 15, 18, 20 years ago um, when they hired Bobby Petrino? This was an Arthur Smith hire made by Rich McKay. Remember that the general manager was not involved, right? So uh, Rich McKay is going to get another shot at this thing? Okay. Your general manager is involved in the process. Oh, that was interesting wording. Listen, he will I, have. I, I've been input. here for a long time watching this happen. I've watched seven head coaches get fired or walk away. Um, I'll tell you why. I this said one's we should a call June Jones up. See what June's doing. You know, get him back in the fold. It's been a long litany of Falcon fans and frustration. We left on Friday. We weren't sure. By Sunday at four o'clock, we were sure. And last night, we get the. It news. was like a master class in how to get fired in three hours yesterday. It, it was. He left no doubt. And but, then on it, the way out with the kneel touchdown, oh, it's the, in, the oh, midfield interaction, it was like, okay. It, it was the ultimate indignity for an Atlanta Falcons fan. That's what it was. The entire season was the ultimate indignity. The way they played out, the final moment of your head coach reaming the other coach, 48 up on the scoreboard, oh. Mike Bell walking out of the stadium. Oh, that was all-time that video. Vi- that dude, was that video has gone video. viral. The Mike <laughs> Bell video, was f- it's trending. It was hysterical. We'll play that for you. Let's do a quick 9 at 9. Time to build the foundation of today's show with the top 9 at 9. 9 on the Steakhouse. Sports Radio 92.9, the game. Real quick, NFL, big uh, game last night. The Bills... They tried to give it away multiple times, man. They, they they just hung in there, though, and found a way to make plays in the second half. They beat the Dolphins 21-14. Miami now has to go on the road in the postseason. Buffalo wins the AFC East if you didn't stay up and watch it. Tampa wins 9-0 over Carolina. They're in. Packers win over the Bears 17-9 in Green Bay. They're in. The Texans get a win on Saturday night. They're in against the Browns on Saturday. Yeah. 
Dolphins on the road against the Chiefs with their loss last night. That's a Saturday night 8 o'clock game. Steelers are in by virtue of what happened yesterday, even though they lose, right? That's right. And the Jags won. Excuse me. Jags lost. That put the Steelers in. Jags lost. That makes the Texans the AFC South champions. So they're hosting the Browns Saturday afternoon. Steelers did beat the Baltimore Ravens on Saturday. They needed to win in order to have a chance exactly. to get into the sorry. playoffs. Beat the Ravens on Saturday. Packers at the Cow... Uh, sorry. The Packers will go to the Cowboys. Dallas, the number two seed. Rams will go to the Lions. Great game. The Jared Goff-Matthew Stafford game. That's the primetime game on Sunday at 8 o'clock. Monday night, a week from tonight, the Eagles travel to the Bucks. Uh, Eagles have been just outright horrible for six weeks, just like the Jags. Only difference is they were far enough ahead that they get in the playoffs. Tampa Bay finds a way with a banged-up Baker Mayfield. Those are your playoff matchups. Um... Take it for what it is. The two number one seeds are obviously the favorites. The Ravens in the AFC, the 49ers in the NFC. Of all the teams we mentioned, who do you give the best shot other than the, the two teams with the bye, the two number ones? I really like the Cowboys at home. I mean, obviously when they have to go on the road to San Francisco, that'll make things tough on them, but they have been an absolute wagon in Jerry Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me to see them go on a run. Buffalo Bills have already won uh, five in a row. At, five, at uh, They were sick. Since six and won five straight. Yeah, Sean McDermott was anybody. put out to dry. They, they said they beat he everybody. was going to be done, and they went on a massive they, run. And the teams they beat. Oh man, look who they beat on the road as well. Yeah, they're nope. making it happen. Hawks in trouble. Lose last night, one seventeen, one ten. Horrible weekend for the Hawks. They give up a buck fifty on Friday. They lose a lead yesterday. They are now seven games under five hundred. That's their. Uh, worst of the season. 8 p.m. tonight, ESPN, your college football playoff national championship game. Number one, Michigan, taking on number two, Washington, in Houston, Texas right now. Michigan's still a four-and-a-half-point favorite. And in golf yesterday, the first PGA Tour event of the 2024 season, former Georgia golfer Chris Kirk wins the century in Maui. He takes home $3.6 million and get this stake. Former UGA golfer Michael Cromey is his caddy, former UGA golfer Kevin Kisner was in the booth. It's the UGA Tour for a reason, so 3.6 mil to start the year. Pretty nice, especially in Hawaii. A lot more NFL coaches will be uh, gone today in uh, Black Monday, including Bill Belichick, one would think. We'll talk more about that story and Bill Belichick, a conversation to Atlanta. That's what we were screaming about it before we got on the air with uh, Mike and, uh, and Bo. When we come back, though, what kind of roster – is the next head coach of the Atlanta Falcons going to be inheriting? Is this truly one of the worst teams in the NFL? Or do we just have the wrong guy at the helm? We'll kick that around when we come back. Fastest two hours in radio. He's Drew Butler. I'm Steak Shapiro. This is the Steakhouse on Sports Radio 92.9. The game. Back to more of the Steakhouse. Cool. Yes, yes, yes. On Sports Radio 92.9, the game. 924, Sports Radio 92.9, the game. Steak Shapiro, Drew Butler. The postmortems on the Atlanta Falcons. And the beauty of this job is that when we signed off at 1 o'clock, Sandra and Steak on the Steakhouse, I was like, Monday's going to be interesting. We could be headed uh, for a whole new storyline of 
searching for a head coach. We could be hosting the Philadelphia Eagles in a playoff game, although Drew would have reminded me there's no chance in a million years that that was going to happen, which he has done all year. And he's mostly been right when I say things like they could win this game. And Drew goes, um, what? (laughs) And I say, like, they could win the division. And Drew goes, why? How? What are you watching? Right? Um, A horrific 7-10 record. And I say it's horrific because – the last two years you had this out of the worst salary cap scenario, which he told Dukes and Bell last week in his final interview. Which was bizarre to me. I, I thought that little addition of, well, you know, no team has ever had that much dead cap. I was like, why, why, why'd you say that? It has no bearing on what's happening on the field right now. Yeah, why are you referring back to your last two years just to let you know how hamstrung? Because you had the opposite this year. You had a barrel of money you spent on the defense. You had another top pick in the draft. You chose Bajan Robinson, and it's all supposed to be about this year. So, um, you know, the season, and I've been here a long time covering the Falcons, almost half of the franchise's history. This season has got to be one of the worst in history. You know, one of the worst in history was Mike Vick gets injured and Doug Johnson replaced him or something. But, I mean, that's different. That's, yes. That's, like, painful and disappointing. This was – the teams that you lost to, oh, the quarterbacks, the, the quarterbacks that, you that beat you, the division, the division that you're you played in. in, this is one of the absolute worst season in the 60 years of the Atlanta Falcons Just franchise. a complete lost opportunity is what it was. Um, and now the question is, if you want to chat, we'll go rapid-fire phone calls, 404-726-0929, 404-726-0929. Um, I, I do want to know from, from the callers, how are you feeling now that the decision has been made? Obviously, you've been angry over the last 17 weeks. Is there some excitement now? Is there some brightness on the horizon? Well, Bailey Burmaster, sports director at Atlanta News First, she's on a flight right now from New Orleans to Atlanta. She tweeted out, the flight attendant just came on the comms to passengers. She says, man, that was a rough day yesterday, but we getting a new coach. Rise up. <laughs> it was followed by cheers and claps. Well, I'll say this. Um, there's a lot of people happy that he got fired. And again, you'll never hear me applaud the demise of somebody's job for him and his family and all those coaches and all those families that now have to relocate and, and all the things that happen when you blow out a regime. Um, but, but, but sports fans are, you know, are different. They're, that's not their job to worry about all that. Their job is to be upset with a coach who's now gone. They're happy about that. The next step that will get them closer to rooting for the team will be hiring a coach that has a great press conference or has some philosophy that excites you. The next step will be who you draft at number eight in the draft, especially if it's a quarterback. The next step will be how do you handle free agency and more draft picks, which could be Calvin Ridley, another number two, depending mm-hmm. on what happens there. So – Arthur Blank has to think about, by opening day next year, can we build back enough good faith, enough good faith that the team is not in a relationship with their fans as dark as it is today? And I don't think that they're that far away. I really don't. I don't think. the, The cupboard is not bare with the Atlanta Falcons. I think we have the record and the status we deserve. I don't see a lot of very good players. I think that could be from a lack of leadership. And it's obviously give me our five it's best obviously, players. Obviously, obviously, because we don't have a quarterback. Like, like, do not get it twisted. Do not get it twisted. You have to get a of quarterback. Cor- of course. And but, I hear but, but, Mike Johnson talking about D'Amico Ryan's and CJ Stroud. Do not fall for that trap. That go look at the history of the NFL 
and show me a rookie head coach and a rookie quarterback that has had the success the Texans have had this year. Because there are not many. No, tremendous. Just effort. like how so many people were saying Desmond Ritter could be the next Russell Wilson. Go back and show me outside of Russell Wilson, who was a third-round draft Listen, pick. I love D'Amico Ryan. I give him all the credit in the world. I think uh, Do not if fall you're, for it, the traps. Go get somebody with experience. It, here's what Go I, get a quarterback with experience. Go get somebody with a track record who has taken football programs and turned them into winners, i.e. Jim I th- Harbaugh. I think it it's goes. what he does. Okay, but it goes both ways. There, there are rookie coaches that have greats. Dan Campbell's done amazing in Detroit. He's a rookie first-time head coach. D'Amico Ryan is doing it now. Obviously, Kyle Shanahan is a rookie head coach. Is he I not? will say this, though. The thing I did agree with Bo and Mike in the morning shift was they said a lot of people, myself included, did not like the fact that Arthur Smith was the head coach and the play caller. And a lot of these sexy yeah. names, offensive minds, they would be a head coach and a play caller. It, it doesn't— So beware it, what it, you're asking for. You're just not— in tune with your team enough. You're sitting there, you know, you're upset. Look at Todd Munkin. Look at Todd Munkin who sits up there straight-faced and does nothing but call Just plays. Just curmudgeon in the booth. I do one thing. I call plays. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I do. I call plays. And I don't care about relationships. Yeah. I don't care about, you know, I, I don't want to get brownies after the game. I'm not interested in a rah-rah post-game on NFL. Not, My I job is plays. to put points on That's, the board. Yeah. All I do is call plays. Ask Kirby Smart if he was easy to deal with. No, Todd Munkin's a pain in the ass. You know what he does? Calls plays Puts really well. on the board. Pierre in Atlanta, you're on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. How you doing, Pierre? Steak. Steak, my man. How y'all doing this Good. morning? Thanks hey, for listen, calling. Steak. Thank you, Steak. Steak, now, I don't agree with you most times, but I'm agreeing with you today. The Atlanta Falcons, I'm so happy they made that change at the head coaching position. I saw the Atlanta Falcons last year when Ritter went 2-2, two and two, and I didn't think he was the guy then. Arthur Smith should have been going then. We need a veteran quarterback who can use these weapons and also an offensive coordinator to make the right play calls. Getting a rookie head coach, I don't think it would be a, a, a good decision. But, State, thank you so much for taking my call. All right, buddy. DJ, thank you, buddy. Cheers, D- Pierre. DJ and Gwinnett. Hey, DJ, you're on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. How you doing, buddy? I'm good. How about you guys? Good. Thanks man. for calling. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree with everything you guys are saying. It is well-deserved that he is fired. Look, look at the schedule. Easiest schedule in the NFL by far. And look at the teams you lost to. He deserved to be fired in the play calling. And just one last thing. Third and one, you throw a, you try to throw a pass, and you got three powerful running backs. Come on, man. You cannot keep making those type of play calls. Thank you for listening, guys. Jerry and McDonough. Jerry, you're on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Hey, guys. Appreciate the call. Thank you. Um, I've been wanting to get through all year. I got one statement that sort of sums up my a synopsis of the Falcons, and that's uh, after further review, we still suck. <laughs> it's been a rough run. Joey in traffic. You're on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Hey, Joey. Good mo- hey, good morning, guys. Just got to say, I applaud the move for Arthur Smith to be fired. Next thing we got to do is uh, offensive corner Dave Ragon needs to be Dave Ragon. I don't want the QB coach or the German-European football quarterback player to be the offensive coordinator anymore. That needs to be the next move. And uh, ready for the next season. They're cleaning house. Zach and Kennesaw, you're on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Hey, what's going on, fellas? Hey, uh, so I think think you kind of have to take a page out of that uh, Texans playbook here. I know a lot of people say, hey, you can't bring in a rookie head coach, rookie this, rookie that, and win. I mean, look. They, they probably have the rookie of the year offense and defense on their team. Yeah. D'Amico Ryan's done an outstanding job over there. I think it's all about player personnel and development. 
if we do bring in a rookie head coach, please bring in a quarterback coach. If we bring in a rookie QB, please bring in a QB coach. Have thank, a good one, guys. Thank you for the call. I think that decision comes down to what Arthur Blank and Rich McKay see as the plan. Because when you look around, again, look at the division. Look at the talent that you have on the roster, whether you say that's top-tier talent or not. Yeah, I don't think it is. Is it win next year, or is it put together a three- to four-year plan? Because I would argue that there is an opportunity for the Falcons to make an impact immediately, and I think that goes back to you have to get people with experience. You have to get people with experience. You know, is a guy that's been an offensive coordinator for 12 years considered experience or not? You want the guy to have been a head coach. Because Matt LaFleur has not been a head coach, and that's Kyle like, Shanahan has not fine. been a head coach, that's fine. and Dan Campbell okay. hasn't been a, You know what I mean? Like, I, Of course I I, I don't know. But, I, but why I'm saying that is look at the names that are available. I'll say Harbaugh again. You and I mentioned Bill Belichick. Why not? They will 100% you're not, make that phone if call. If you're not talking to Bill Belichick, just talking to him, I mean, yeah, he hasn't had a great run with, run with uh, post-Brady. He's made some bad decisions. Okay. Lisa. Is Mike Dicka available? Do you think every Tom Brady Super Bowl was because of Tom Brady? You do know that they drafted Richard Seymour, Ty Law, Lawyer Malloy, uh, Mike Vrabel, Ted Johnson. You think Vrabel? Uh, Rodney Harrison. Mm, I think Jar- Jared Mayo gets. Uh, Gerard you think Mayo so? Gets, I don't know, dude. Are they going to get? When is the Belichick thing going to happen? Too. I, I mean, don't know. That- Ron Rivera just got canned. So the Commanders will be looking for a new head coach. The Panthers are obviously looking for a new head coach. Throw the Falcons in there. Yeah. Hey, this hour is brought to you by Advanced Hair Restoration. One-day treatment, life-changing results. AdvancedHair.com. By the way, great caller segment. That's as happy. Like 20-second comments and move. You know, tuck and move. Shout out to DJ as well in Gwinnett County. G County, stand up. Just, Just tuck and move. Like, I like it. Just come in hard. Come in hard and let's get out. I'll take calls all day. We do that. When we come back, why Jameis Winston should have been hosting the Golden Globes last night. Because <laughs> he's funnier than anybody I've ever heard. The all-time Bush League move, maybe in NFL history, for a guy on his way out. Man, tough morning for Arthur and uh, and company. It's uh, the Steakhouse, Sports Radio 92.9. This is so exciting. Sounds like the bomb. Nope. We're not done. It's more of the Steakhouse. On Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. Two four, uh, 9.43, Sports Radio 92.9. I think I was up at 2.43 looking at the uh, Arthur Smith era ending way earlier than uh, I think Arthur Blank or Arthur Smith or anybody would have imagined or hoped. Um, it, and listen, it's the it's the beauty and the pain and the magic of covering sports for a living or being a fan. We sat at Flowery Branch, myself and Drew Butler and Sandra Golden and Rusty Manziel and Andy and Randy and Carl and Mike um, and the morning shift. And there was unbelievable excitement. Arthur Smith started training camp by coming on our show. He was so positive. You got Bijan over here and you got Drake over there and Kyle Pitts is going to be healthy and we think we may have a quarterback and all these new guys on defense and, you know, Anya Mata and Calais Campbell and Bud Dupree and there's Jesse Bates. and that, But there's 32 teams trying to do the same thing. And this is the greatest reality television. Just like the Miami Dolphins. What's making Hard Knocks so fascinating on HBO? Like the Miami Dolphins were like, the talk of the NFL, and now 
You're watching their season implode one episode after another with Mike McDaniels because of injuries yeah. and all kinds of other stuff, right? Yeah, you're 100% the right. The NFL, you just – it's it's just – The, the it, question it, is going to come down to it, and I just said it before we went to break, and I'm thinking more and more about it because these are the conversations that Arthur Blank, Rich McKay, and Terry Fontenot are having this moment. What is the plan? And, and Terry Fontenot's job as the general manager is to lay out the roster and the talent – and can we win now if we make the right moves? Yeah, the NFL is built for that, though, isn't it? So Arthur Blank and Rich McKay are going to say, do we have the favor of the fan base to sell a three- to four-year plan? Or, and, and I'll throw it to something that I had experience with, when I was with the Arizona Cardinals, they brought in Bruce Arians to be the head coach, who was just coach of the year after he took over for Chuck Pagano in Indianapolis. Bruce Arians went and got Carson Palmer, who obviously had tons of experience, and immediately they won 10 games a year. They won the division. We went to the NFC Championship game, and then the following year we were Super Bowl favorites heading into the season. Yeah, So it's so like that's the decision yeah. that they have to make. I mean, Are we going to get somebody with experience and get a quarterback with experience because we have the talent around them to make it happen in the NFC South? Or can we sell to our fan base, we're going to draft a young quarterback, we're going to go hire a new, young, hot name, and we're going to have this three- to four-year plan and see how it works out. When you've had six straight non-playoff years. You better make it happen quick. Yeah, you, you can't. There's no three-year plan. It's the NFL. You don't need to say you need to make good decisions. Dude, Jim Harbaugh coming into Atlanta in this division. The Falcons love to run the ball. you got to beat the offensive line. you got quarter. I, you, I sorry, promise you. got you, running backs. I promise I you. I don't care how he treats yeah, yeah, the media. I don't, I don't think our roster is very good. But I'll tell you that in New Orleans, Tampa, and Carolina, they don't want to see Jim Harbaugh in Atlanta. Absolutely they, they don't. Not. They don't want any part of that. Real quick, let's get to the moment at the end of the game yesterday, which I felt was one of the all-time Bush League things in Falcon Saints history. End of the game, you're in victory formation after the uh, Tyrone Matthew yes. run to the one. You, you called victory formations, one minute left. You run out the clock, you get a nice 41-17 finish, right. right? Well, we'd find out later that Jameis Winston and company said, F our head coach, we're getting a touchdown. Uh, after the game, Arthur Smith, the final game, he walks off as head coach of the Falcons. MF's Dennis Allen. Dennis Allen looks emasculated, has no response, trying to apologize or trying to say something. Arthur Smith said, F you. Here's Arthur in the press conference after. They made the play, certainly the second half. Got out of hand. You can do whatever you want. I just gave him my opinion about it, but it doesn't take away the fact that they, they beat us in uh, that second half. They took advantage of our, our turnovers and they hit some shots. Do not get it twisted. Scoring was not the issue here. Lining up in yes. victory formation, which is an unwritten rule in football that we're taking a knee. You, this game is over. You don't All F with 22 it. guys on the field know what's coming. The fact that they lined I, up I'm, in victory formation and then ran the ball, I, that is a gigantic middle finger to the entire Atlanta Falcons organization. I'm surprised somebody on the Falcons didn't take off their helmet 100%. and start pounding. That, that's how you have a brawl. Like you're you're gonna first of all you're putting us in danger. Second of all, we're all we are all professionals. Yes. I don't care if you work in the plumbing business, if you are in an ad agency, or you're in sports radio, and I got a lot of friends or or not friends at other stations. There's a professional way you go about your job, and when you decide. You're going to give the middle finger to any professional courtesy by getting in victory and then running it, right? Correct. Here's Dennis Allen uh, understanding what the problem was. We should have taken a knee right there. Um, you know, they asked me about getting Jamal a touchdown at the end. 
um, I said I wanted to take a knee. We put victory out there, and the guys kind of wanted to get him a touchdown, and they, they did that on their own. That's not that's unacceptable. If they would have lined up in jumbo goal line package and ran it down the Falcons' throat, Arthur Smith is shaking Dennis Allen's hand. If they would have lined up five wide and threw a touchdown and won 48-17, to Arthur Smith would have shaken probably, Dennis Allen's hand. Probably. The fact that they lined up oh, in victory God. formation and handed it off to Jamal Williams to, for some reason, get him his first touchdown in the last second of the season – Completely bizarre well, one behavior. Of, one of the most bushly things I've ever seen. And, and look, this is the NFL. It's not Dennis Allen's job to make Arthur Smith look better. I, I but that's it. not How what How about happened. just professional courtesy? I, I agree. Listen, you coach kids. I've coached kids. You do coach sportsmanship. You do coach professionalism. You do coach how you treat a team, uh, some, uh, uh, how to win and how to lose. That's not how you win. And, and, again, it's a nasty rivalry that's now even nastier. And God bless Jameis Winston. <laughs> Give a mic to Jameis who tells you, I don't care what my head coach has to say. I don't care who's in charge. I'm in charge. I'm not him. You're not him. You're, he's not him. I am. I think it should be forgotten, especially when the score is already 41-17. Uh, so I, I don't know how, how much worse it can get. Uh, but I got a ton of respect for Arthur Smith and the coach that he is. Uh, I think they do some incredible things. I didn't mean to – I didn't want to disrespect him. That was not my intention. Uh, my intention was to lead the team that I've been with the entire year. And we made a collective decision that we wanted to get one of our guys who they fight with blood, sweat, and tears every game in the end zone. And uh, I'm going to feel good about that. Do you have the part where the reporter gives his own opinion? Do you? Well, how do you feel about it? Yeah, our last, the last cut when he's asking the reporter. Yeah, what did you think? I thought it was kind of bushly. Okay. Yeah. Well, then you disagree with the team. <laughs> yeah. The team's trying to do something different. And it's like, dude, this is hysterical. <laughs> I, and the reporter's like, I'm going to treat you with the kind of respect that you're treating me with. But in and my the opinion. the reporter says, you have to play them twice a year. Jameis goes, we just did play them twice a year. <laughs> That's so funny. Dude, we got to get that cut, the back end of it, when the, him and the reporter go back and forth. You, I, and the, you can tell there's this, like, older, buttoned-up white, we've got to play those guys twice a year. I just think there's a way to behave. He said, we just did play <laughs> twice a year. And, like, I may not even be here next year, so I don't really care. And, by the way, the fact that Dennis Allen has a backup quarterback that literally will not listen to the coach play call and put himself in a situation to be emasculated by Arthur Smith. Dennis Allen had that dumbass look in his face yeah. when Arthur Smith is Bad. MFing him. If that was Bill Belichick, if that was Mike Tomlin, if that was probably Kyle Shanahan, a few other guys, Jameis Winston could possibly be cut. I can promise you this. If there was a playoff game, they'd have a different backup quarterback. There is no way other coaches are letting that happen. No. And he that, got absolutely the, emasculated. Dennis Allen did. Yes. No doubt. What's but, the saying? They say Dennis Allen should change his pronouns to they, them, because he is not him. <laughs> hey, Brad and Phil Ricker, you're on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Hey, Brad. Hey. Go ahead. Hey, guys. How are y'all doing today? Good, buddy. Thanks for calling. Uh, okay. Well, listen, uh, just really quick question here. Uh, do you think Arthur Smith's offense will fit good at Georgia? Just, just a really quick question. Do you think what? I'm confused well, by the question. Well, do you think Kirby could bring in Arthur Smith at Georgia for what and reason? Run his offense. You, is this a joke call? Or is this? I'm just no. curious. Why, why would? No, sir. I don't know. Mike Bobo is one of the greatest offensive coordinators yeah, in history. Just Georgia, forty points per game. Mike Bobo is yeah. the king. So what do you? Is yeah, this? Mike Bobo. I, I love Mike Bobo. 
But I, I was just throwing that out there. All Do right. you think his offense would run good in the college league level? Well, I mean, his offense ran good when it was at Tennessee, and, and obviously he didn't have a quarterback. Is this a, is this a prank? I, I don't this know. A prank call? But but without a, a quarterback, call? no offense is yeah. going to be very efficient. And again, I remind you, Arthur Smith told everybody our quarterback in 2023 is Desmond Ritter. He D- hitched the wagon to Desmond Ritter. D indicator. D, you're on Sports Radio 929 a game. Hey, D. Hey, I just got a, one quick thing I want to say. It all started when we drafted a tight end fourth overall. You don't do that. I don't care what the anomaly, what he's supposed to be. Yeah, the you don't unicorn. do that. It's never happened. Yep. It's never happened in the history of 100 years of football. And then secondly, I, and I'll go, this is a rivalry between us and New Orleans. Why are we mad because they scored a touchdown? Because come on, man, that's not what you do. Like, we gotta, we I mean, gotta, why, gotta, why, why have any rule? Why have any way to behave? I, I, I listen. I agree with that on the tight end thing. Two of the best tight ends in the league right now, Jake Ferguson and Isaiah. Likely, they were both fourth round picks. Kyle Pitts is a bust. I don't care what he did with Matt Ryan. He, it's a bust. It's his fourth yes. year coming up. Come on. I mean, we know that. And, and by the way. It, then let's just do anything. Let's take off our helmets and bang each other over the head with it. I mean, like, then nothing matters. If you can be in victory formation and run in the, in the NFL on each other, then, then then nothing matters. Okay, let's have no rules. Let's slide into it's second. Not, it's not faking a spike because you have to be aware that they might run a play. A needle right. is a concession. It's just not the way you behave. And, and how do you feel about it? And what do you think about that? The, uh-huh. the team decided collectively. Nine o'clock hour brought to you by Advanced Hair Restoration. One day treatment, life changing results. AdvancedHair.com. We didn't do the tailgate. There's a big game tonight, I think, versus Michigan and Washington. Uh, that's brought to you by All Four Seasons Garage and Entry Doors. National title on the way. New head coach for the Falcons on the way. And when we come back, how far, uh, how uh, different is the firing of Arthur Smith from the last seven that Arthur Blank has had to see? or watch, or be a part of. We'll get into that, and a lot more folks have a lot more to say. Stake and Drew, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game.